0: Welcome everybody to today's show of Staying the Loop with Lucy. It's going to be about knowing your worth in the job that you do with a focus on the cleaning industry. The majority of us have cleaned all of our lives unpaid. Can I say it's probably the biggest unpaid job in the world. And you really notice when it's not done well. We're all going to have different standards of um of cleaning as well which is which is another area that that we may well get to talk about today because my three guests all either work in the cleaning industry or have cleaned all their lives volunteered their time I just felt that these were the three people who were going to really nut out how to have value in your job how, how to value what you contribute just in cleaning your home or the office. So without further ado, can I welcome June, Mary-Louise and Michael. Welcome everyone.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: What I would love to do is maybe kick off with um, Michael, because I did an interview with Michael for his business where um, we were looking at how he could share the foundations of his business to inspire people to consider the industry the cleaning industry as possible a second as a possible second career or as um, a job that was really well worth doing Michael can you share with us how you started first of all your first cleaning business and how that led to cleaning in homes and how old you were
1: Yes, so I started my first cleaning business when I was 13 years of age. Uh, I went around the local neighbourhood knocking on doors and offering to clean cars for $5, uh, which in those days was more than $5 is today. Uh, But nonetheless, it was a cheap enough rate that quite a few people took me up on the offer. I did uh, quite a good job in most cases. And many of those people then started to invite me to clean their homes uh, we got quite busy. I actually started advertising as well, started putting leaflets in letterboxes, etc. And before long, I ended up uh, having a bevy of my friends helping clean as well, which was um, something that a lot of the local community, I, I grew up in Beecroft in uh, Sydney's um Norwest, and yeah, a lot of lot of people in those areas uh, really encouraged entrepreneurialism in a young person. And and before I knew it, I had uh, I think about five or six of my mates helping out. Um, but then I hit uh, hit puberty, and uh, started um, looking at um, my ego more. And I was cleaning the windows of the local butcher shop. And a girl that I like kind of walked past and I thought, oh, I'm just a cleaner, <laughs> you know? And and that's when that sort of weirdness of being in the cleaning industry hit. And before I knew it, I um, I was at university studying. I kept the business going through university, but then I got a top-flight job in advertising. And uh, for about a decade there, I ran my own ad agency, etc. And before I know it, Lucy, I was so sick and tired of the energy in the corporate world that I went back to my first love cleaning. But this time I went back with a renewed attitude and an awareness of ego. I wouldn't say it was completely decimated, but I had an awareness of it and started to bring uh, love to my job. And now I have a, a thriving cleaning business with a number of staff and, and growing. So that's it in a nutshell.
0: I remember when you first told me that story that, um, you were, hadn't even hit puberty when people had invited you into their homes to clean for them. Mm. And I wondered whether if someone came and cleaned my car, whether I would say, hey, here are the keys to my house. <laughs> Feel free to clean that as well. So there is something about when we spot someone who cleans that we we like the feel of it and it may and it gets us making decisions that we just know are the right decisions to make based on the way someone cares for and cleans you know our car and actually our cars are really precious p- precious places we often pay for our car to be cleaned long before we'll pay for our house to be cleaned june for you were you what is your background were you paid or were you unpaid when you first came to cleaning
2: Uh, for many years I uh, was a volunteer cleaner uh, for various charities and companies and yeah I just enjoyed doing it I hated to see the mess Um, so I just started cleaning and I guess when I First, start. Well, I mean, I, I, I used to clean my own home, but it, it's when you see it somewhere else and you see the complete job that you, you and maybe you know, a team of people have done. And it's just awe inspiring to feel the difference in the room when somebody, you know, people have trashed a room and say a few of you go in and put everything um, back as it should be and with this beautiful presentation. And it's not about making it, it's not so much making it look something, but it's the feeling of having things being moved in a way that you care about, that people are gonna sit on that chair, that they're gonna use that cushion. And it's that, having that care for, who's going to come in and use this space that it it blew me away absolutely and it still does you know I I work for a cleaning company now as an administrator but I also have um, a part-time cleaning role um, before work I go in and clean a cafe bar Um, and it never ceases to amaze me you know i go in and it's there's beer strewn all over the floor there's grass everywhere because there's a campsite next door and i mean it's it looks a complete train wreck um i go in and i just start cleaning i clean the bathers and i just make my way around this humongous um room with tables and food and um, everything and they you know sometimes it looks like somebody's had a cake festival in there and all the cake is is not being eaten but ground into the floor and um so you clean it all up and I stand at the door at the end of the time I'm there and I'm like oh my goodness what happened here this is amazing you know from going in this thing to leaving the place and you know, people are going to walk in there and love it. That blows me away. Just cleaning, that people are going to walk in there and just go, "Whoa, this is awesome." So if if that is just me on my own cleaning this cafe bar, or a team of us doing, you know, a big area, it's just huge. I mean, I've got a friend who's um, CEO of, of a, a huge business world, worldwide and he said that the most important person in his company is the cleaner because they set, like you, you said, Lucy, they set the ground for everybody to walk on and that they, they know that, they recognize that the cleaner is the most important, but it's so devalued. You know, oh, she's just the cleaner. It's crazy. Mm. When you think the whole company come in, don't walk through what has been made by the cleaner. And it, yeah, it just blows me away.
0: Absolutely. I think I learned that lesson very early on with my kids I mean I cleaned in a bad mood or I cleaned up after them in a bad mood I'll clean your room if you won't clean your room and I remember one of them looking at me one time and said you won't clean it if you clean it like that I'd rather have it a mess (laughs) I was like oh ouch okay (laughs) Mary Louise wonderful to have you with us could you share maybe a little bit of the background for you with cleaning
3: well Uh, Like June, I've done it um, voluntary, um, but also recently over the last couple of years, I've been working in a cafe. So I go, um, like I've got my day job, I'm a nurse, and then I do a lot of cleaning in that too, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I love. Um, And then when I I go to the cafe and I um, clean up after, like after the, the day's ended, so I wash all the dishes, um, scrub all the benches, clean all the floors, and um, I just love it because it's 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 such a beautiful. Um, for me, it was such a beautiful way to to end my day too because it's I get such a uh, I don't know how to say like a a, a joy from from cleaning just from cleaning and people say to me you're going to go to clean now after working all day and I said yeah but that's it's not like work for me it, it, it's so um I want to say meditative meditative you know it's it's there's a um, um just this sense of it's cleaning. I don't know how to actually express it. But what I also love, like June was saying, is that it's just to feel the, the space after you've cleaned it and, and to see just and know that someone else is going to come in the next day and be met with that beautiful space, not only the actual cleanliness of the area, but the the space that is created through the cleaning. And, yeah. I just enjoy it so much. I actually come alive when I get in there and start cleaning. And I don't think it does have a bad name, cleaning, because it's not actually how it is. Well, it's not my experience, if that all makes
0: sense. It makes a huge amount of sense. And I love the correlation between you being a nurse in a day and cleaning up people's bodies and Really, sometimes, let's be honest, someone people's doo-doos, <laughs> you know, all the all the body excrement that that comes with with cleaning a human body. But actually, are we leaving that around ourselves in our home or in our workplaces that someone then comes and beautifully clears in preparation for a new start the next day? And I could feel the joy in all three of you as you spoke about what you do and how much you enjoy that process of just giving a a a, an uplift or or a complete reshape to what has been to to build a new foundation yeah yeah yes
3: can i add to something because um yeah i think it's it's super important because if you consider what you're saying like you're setting that foundation for the so when that chef walks in the next day and the, the kitchen staff, they're met with that. And I know when I walk into my, um, say, nurses' station, and when I'm met with a frigging mess, you know, like <laughs> no one's cleaned up the nurses' station, you know, I have to, I do all that. And no, I don't have to, but I want to, because I want to set that foundation for myself. But it's, it makes such a difference when I walk into the nurses' station and someone has left it in that clarity and that cleanliness and that's how i see it in cafes in in an area any area of work that's why I th- you know cleaners are so important because they do set that foundation for what's next mm.
0: and yet they're very hard to find it is not a job that is valued it is a job that seems to be your last resort which is you know, something that Michael has been working super hard to address. Haven't you, Michael?
1: Yes. Um, it's very interesting the way humanity wants to commoditize uh, labor and particularly what they want to define as unskilled labor. So I think cleaning is an industry where unfortunately people with better options don't tend to congregate and I say that with great sadness because I think it's actually a very highly skilled job, particularly to do it with care. So I think what happens is that um, it almost harks back for me energetically to slavery in a way, the way some particular clients want to approach cleaning and cleaners. They very much want uh, someone to come in and, spend hours doing the things they hate to do at the cheapest possible price. And yet there's such a high level of dissatisfaction and complaining. Um, they often heard term about, ah, uh, oh, it's so hard to find a good cleaner, you know? So in, in a way it's, it's quite insane the way the whole, the whole setup works. So rather than try to convince people with words, what, um, myself and my, uh, my co-workers do is we, when we get a a job, we really, really try to bring a sense of care to the job. And then that is felt by the the customers and the right sort of customer who values that, that sense of care that, well, really the changing of the feeling inside their home. Those people will stick, they'll pay a premium and My ultimate litmus test with them is, hey, I need you to help me care for the cleaner in a relationship, a a triumvirate, if you like. We need the customer to care for the cleaner. We need the cleaner to care for the customer. We need the company to care for the cleaner. And we need the customer to care for the company. And if they don't want to reciprocate with a sense of care, they're not our sort of customer. And that's been very difficult as a business owner to uh, enforce that because there's the pressure for money and to make money to stay solvent, et cetera. So look, we're premium price. We charge r- around internally around $60 per man hour for our people. But having said that we've invented a system that is much more efficacious, more productive. And, uh, and therefore I believe we get more done in a lot less time and are therefore better value. But, yeah, look, when I meet a customer that presents with that slave energy, um, they often don't know that I'm the owner, so I will come in on the first claim. And if I get that sense from the customer, I'll pretty well take it on at the beginning of the job. And uh, you'd be really quite stunned by some of those people who are, you know, multimillionaires, um, who are used to, to pushing their weight around, have this upstart of a cleaner stand up to them and it's it's quite funny because they don't know that I'm very happy to walk off the job if we can't have a a meeting of equals amongst them myself and my, my people um and yeah generally it works out well but there have been a few occasions where I've said to my guys grab your stuff uh we're leaving this job so I think we need more of that in the industry more of that ability to stand up and say, hey, we are equals here, buddy. Uh, If you don't like it, we're out of here. But I think that a lot of people who work in the industry don't have options elsewhere, are financially um, impoverished to a large degree, don't have many other choices and the wrong sort of energy will take advantage of that. And that's something that can only change from the cleaning industry itself. And that means rather than look at each other as competitors, we've really got to come, come together as, as a group and say, hey, we have value, we do amazing stuff. We are literally medical practitioners of the home or the space, uh, and therefore we're highly valued. And if you don't like it, well, you know, it's a little bit like uh, like the, the, um, some of the feminists saying, let's all get together girls and go on a, a sex strike. This is a way to sort out the men. Well, I think I think the cleaners the cleaners need to go on a clean strike and uh, and see how the clients like up for a little while. That might work.
0: I have to say when I was living back in the UK, when the um, refuse collectors went on strike, we all appreciated our bin men as they were called then, and they were all men. Um, our bin men a lot more as our refuse, as what we produced in our home that we felt was going in the bins, collected, and the rats came out in London. All of a sudden we were like, oh, hold on, we have to pay these people more. And that Christmas, everyone was out there and they were all giving them, you know, like a little bit of extra in a in a, an envelope. And that, you know, they just felt, they felt valued. They didn't feel like, oh, it's the bin men taking away our rubbish. They felt like, you know, we actually are very important. What we do is very, very important. But you have brought up something. I mean, it's about respect, isn't it? It's about respecting each and every person for what they bring. And June, you mentioned uh, a couple of steps. I know that in our home, I have a rule that we clean before the cleaners come so the cleaners are coming to clean they're not coming to tidy up your mess or our mess so there's a sense of let's make that simpler for the house to be cleaned but you you said that you actually really enjoy not enjoy I think maybe it was enjoy was it enjoy cleaning mess and reordering people's disregard should we say you know
2: the um, you put it very succinctly, Lucy. Um, it's not that I enjoy cleaning up the mess and I have no idea how anybody can grind cake into the floor the way they do. Um, but it's when it's not there anymore and when there is just the space for people to be and not mess, that's what I enjoy. you know. So I don't mind cleaning up the mess because I know the end result is gonna be amazing for people. That's that's the bottom line. If it's gonna be amazing for people, then I'm gonna do it. You know, cause it, it gives you to walk into somewhere that is so deeply cared for. Um, it gives people something, you know, it, it changes how they, they walk, it changes how they feel about themselves. Um, It's like a confirmation of their value Mm. because they're walking into somewhere that has been so deeply cared for.
0: So I have a question for all three of you. Do you find when you go somewhere repeatedly that people change the way they leave somewhere after you've been working for a while so that so the question I guess is do you get a sense that they learn to value the space feeling the way it does and they start to take on that that order or so that they don't leave it quite so much of a mess or they clean up after themselves a little bit more so maybe they put more plates away or they just they actually start to respect you and the job you're doing and just shift little little things
2: what well, what I noticed in in the cafe bar, and and this has blown me away. Um, on on every table, um, in the bar, uh, where customers sit, there used to be um like milk bottles with um these manky dried not dried flowers but fake flowers, and then recently they were all thrown away, and the owner bought these. Beautiful. I mean, they're still, they're, they're plastic plants, but they look so amazing and so impactful. That blew me away that they went to that length and that expense because they could feel the care that, that, that the bar is held in. And yeah, well, and little things like that, there's been so many little changes, um, it's been
3: extraordinary for me. Yes, it's um, it's beautiful you say this because this is one thing I absolutely noticed because I was cleaning three days a week at this cafe. And then what I would notice when I came back, you know, so it was four days of not cleaning. At first, um, the standard wouldn't be kept in in the manner or whoever else was cleaning or, you know, that, that was using the place. And then over time, the standard, the detail that I put into it, I would come back and I would notice, ah. So they're, 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 they're putting more effort in or more um, whatever they were doing and, and a level, uh, you know, and, and a new level of care to eventually recently when I came back and I was, I've only been cleaning one or two days a week, the, the, the whole back of the cafe was up to scratch, like up to the same standard wow that i clean in and it was it was very beautiful to experience that yeah and to see that and to see that you do leave some sort of imprint behind that then people if they want to you know if they care that they they um get inspired to also clean with that amount of
0: detail and care i am truly appreciating that Both of you have said there is no expectation for it to change and that there's a little bit of joy when it does, but that's not an expectation. No, just, you know, you don't do your job saying, right, I'm teaching you how to clean, blah, blah, blah. It's not, it's an offering and you're just setting a standard. Amazing. Michael.
1: Yeah. So we get to see this phenomenon very regularly in our business because, the backbone of our business is regular customers. Hmm. So we will go into the home and do a spring clean on the first clean. And a lot of these houses, particularly in the Eastern suburbs, they're very oriented around presentation. So, you know, if the guests come over or whatever, they want to impress them. So there's lots of lovely things around and the surface is very clean. But the first thing I'll do when I meet a new family is I'll go immediately to the air conditioning vents. And I'll pull those out, often in front of the customer, and I'll say, look, these are the lungs of your home. And quite often, they'll be very, very clogged up. What I'm not saying is that they are also representative of the energy in your home. Because, honestly, we'll go into these homes where how you impress others seems to be of some import, and yet the the, the family can often be quite... um, I don't know why. I can't avoid the word ratty in a way, they're trying to rush off to work and trying to get the kids ready and had the cup of coffee already. So there's a racy energy in the place. And over time, without a doubt, I notice these families transforming. And there seems to be some correlation between the transformation of how well the air conditioning ducts are going for some bizarre inexplicable reason. So that's the first thing I'll clean. And with our company, we focus on getting rid of the fine particle dust But I think what's going on for the family is, um, number one, they've got someone caring now in their world. Number two, their environment is far, uh, far more orderly and less cluttered. Um, But number three, that hanging sense they have that they've got to go home and clean and oh, the cleaning's not really very effective and I haven't got time and, oh, wifey, you should have done it or hubby, you should have done it or kids, get pick those things up. All that kind of tension is slowly reduced over time. And I will go back a year later after we've been servicing them fortnightly and the whole place feels completely different. And then when I meet the customer, I can't often remember because we have so many of them, what they look like but they'll sometimes feel like a different person. And I say that because it can take me a few minutes of talking to them to even remember who they are or, or who they were is probably a better way of putting it. Because honestly, the amount of tension that drops off these people is profound. And uh, we've got customers who have been with us for, for over 12 years now. And uh, I would say, look, in, in some of these family and cleaner situations, there's a sense of love. Like we've seen these kids grow up, you know, like there's a re- real sense of love and care. And I think that's what we're trying to achieve the first time we go in is we're not paid actually to remove those air conditioning vents. And, and who would care? I mean, really, no one's going to see it. It's cheaper for us to get in and get out. Um, but when they see me pulling that down, I think that's the first of a, a series of uh, relational um, reciprocations with the customer, where we do a good deed, we then want them to do a good deed. And then over time, we can really take good care of our people. Most of our people make, make great money and um, we see a transformation in the lives of our cleaners as well.
0: That's
3: amazing. You're so inspirational. <laughs> I want to join your
0: cleaning
1: group. <laughs> Thank that's you. Like, yeah, that's
0: what I was saying. His company, he hasn't franchised yet. If anyone's listening to this and wants to talk to Michael about franchising, you will find his details on the website. But it is something that is not. It is not a given that your company will care. Everyone talks about caring, but caring is felt. It's not a marketing ploy. You feel it when someone cares. And all three of you, when you speak, you can feel that you care about what you do. I mean, Mary Louise, people talk about nurses and the amazing work that they do. They also, in the same breath, will talk about the exhaustion in the role and how tiring that role is. And you go... And do a cleaning job afterwards because you enjoy it
3: exactly but it helps too because I love you know like that's what we have to love what we do it makes such a difference you know I love my day job which is nursing and all that it goes with that as you saying it's, it's cleaning on another way cleaning people's bodies and cleaning their rooms and and um, supporting them just to feel connected to and cared for so that's simple it's like what Michael's saying that's that's the important ingredients Mm. that people feel cared for it also helps with if you have got great detail um, to cleaning you know like you need an eye for it too
0: (laughs) well that's where I get an impression that all three of you do have that eye for detail that it's not just the mess, the dirt. There's also what when you leave a place, you've got an idea when it feels like everything's in order, which is probably what took you to the um, air vents and to those that those cleaning things. It's it's not what's just seen with the eye, but beyond what's seen with the eye.
1: Well. I mean, it's, it's certainly symbolic in a lot of ways because we're also moving the couch, we're moving the bed. I mean, essentially, once you get to quite a high um, sense of sensitivity, you can sense when there's dust in the environment and even the hidden dust leaks out. So really, we've gotten to the point now, Lucy, where we want all the dust in the environment in our bag within a, a reason. I mean, you'd never get every single dust particle, but we believe we get up to 97% of the dust down to a microscopic level. And when you do that, it's like a dust fog has been removed from the environment. So it's hard for me to not go into too much energetics because I think a lot of listeners probably more appreciate staying in the physical. Um, But think about the people who uh, lived in Nepal And during the COVID when all of the cars um, all the the traffic in the the cities was on a standstill for about a week, a whole lot of people who lived 40 kilometres away could now see the Himalayas. Did you ever read that story in the newspaper?
0: I did, it's extraordinary.
1: It's an extraordinary story. And so these people for all those years didn't know what they didn't know. And that was there's a big fog of dust between them and the Himalayas. And it wasn't until that dust was removed that they were even aware of its existence. Well, the same thing is going on in our homes. We don't actually realise there's an imperceptible fog of dust because all that really fine dust, you can't see it when it's individuated. You might see it occasionally glisten through a shaft of sunlight when you move the curtains. But essentially, that dust is a fog in the home. And when it's removed, you can actually viscerally see that everything is brighter. So it's not just a sense of care, which is something a bit hard to define for some people, but you're actually now even bringing into the five sense world. You can feel, you can see um, when a house is really well cleaned and not just the surface. We're talking about the air conditioning vents, but also under the couch, under the bed, that dust swarms around the house. And when it's removed, it is. It's it's remarkable. It's Essentially remarkable
0: cleaning down to the fine particles that's a good tagline
1: <laughs> that's love a it. beauty
0: <laughs> love it now let's talk fitness uh, that you know i have to say um cleaning requires a certain amount of fitness and it's a fantastic way to keep your body fit um can you talk about what that's been like in your lives whether you had to actually you know, get a certain level of fitness to keep your back healthy or your legs healthy or your shoulders and arms?
2: I think when I started volunteering uh, to do cleaning, um, I don't think I was very fit. Uh, But as the years progressed, um, I realised I needed to look at my fitness and make my body strong enough to do what I was doing. Um, And then, yeah, more recently, when I started working professionally as a cleaner, um, yeah, I realized, oh, I can do this, actually, but I can do it because my body's fit for life, you know? And I think that's super, super important because otherwise you go and clean and what are you taking to clean? if your body is not flexible and strong and supported um, by you know, doing exercise, going for a walk, and, and just taking general care. Um, because cleaning is, it's, you have to be fit to clean or else you end up with back injuries and you know, all sorts of injuries. Um, and people get exhausted. I don't get exhausted. You know, I do my clean and then I go and go and do my day job. And at the end of the day job, I'm still not exhausted. Seriously, I mean, that's I would never have done that 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I would have keeled over and said, I am dead. I'm going.
0: (laughs) And actually, the 10 years you have aged 10 years, it should be that you should get more tired from your work and you should be slowing down. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you actually potentially working harder now than you were.
2: That's right. And I have more energy and I'm approaching 70 and I have more energy now than I ever had in my entire life. And I have a stronger, healthier body than I've ever had in my entire life. I find that completely staggering. Mm, There's something
0: Mm. in this.
2: Uh, (laughs) I,
3: I um, I can add to June. Because, like June, I'm no spring chicken. I'm sixty four years old. <laughs> and um but I don't feel that
2: mm-hmm. at
3: all. And with my with my body, there's two things. Um, similar to June, I've needed to take care of um, building my body more with with exercise, walking daily. That's just something naturally I would do anyway but it does make a difference to my fitness level as well i i notice even at work as a nurse but cleaning when i'm cleaning in, in the cafe that i'm very aware of my movements which really supports my body then like if i'm really bending down a lot you know i'll be very aware of how i bend and how i move so staying very present with my movements has supported my body not to um tire at all you know and not to get allow any injuries but also the the actual um the physicalness of the work supports my body to to be fitter so yeah and and all in all um i feel energized by the end of a 14 hours of working on like and and it's nursing it's a very physical work you're walking 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 cleaning people you know and for 10 hours a day you know eight 10 hours and then another three hours cleaning so they're big days but Mm. I feel energized by the end of it I'm not every day you know (laughs) some days I walk away tired but that's not the norm
0: yeah but there's a real efficiency in the movement of your body and it's a an emotional efficiency as well as a physical efficiency and presence seems to be the key ingredient to that that when you're present you can feel what how your body needs to move in order to lift someone or you know get under um, lift a a sofa or move a sofa or clean a couch or move the tables That, that the care that you're bringing and the presence that you bring to how you move as you clean also keeps you safe and well um for for the job that you're doing but sounds like it also leaves that imprint for someone else to then take that care that we spoke about earlier
2: spot on Ooh. absolutely michael
1: um such a fascinating topic uh i, I also I'm uh, I'm, uh, of a a finer vintage, I guess. I'm 49, um, heading into my 50th year. And, yeah, um, a lot of the younger people in the company marvel at how much I get done, how quickly, how effortlessly. Um, And, you know, I I get the sense from all, all, all of us here, we all take care of ourselves, we all get plenty of sleep, we're all very conscious of nutrition, how our bodies move, et cetera, et cetera. And what, what came up for me was, you know, you look at the animal kingdom, you look at a lion, a beautiful-looking specimen. I don't know that they do anything other than what nature intended. So I think it's actually uh, possible that we should flip this conversation and say, why is it that so many other people aren't like this? Because I have uh, have so many young people come in who just give up the ghost straight away. I mean it takes us an extraordinary number of resumes to settle on someone we usually process about 500 resumes to settle on someone who's good and there isn't a correlation between being young and fit uh, either physically or or psychologically a lot of people kind of give up the ghost you know and two things that i say to people very early in the piece is listen especially the first two weeks, this is going to be quite physically exhausting on you. Your body might even want to go into shock and rebel. You need to take care of your nutrition and your sleep. And you can see some people kind of metaphorically roll their eyes like, oh, he's giving us advice unsolicited and, and this, that, the other. And that's fine. But I am truly doing it as a, an honourable warning that there are two of the things they need to do. Because mm-hmm. we had a, a young lady yesterday who, She's only been with us for a week, and I really care care for her. I really want to see her do well in the world. and I get a sense from her that um, she's probably had had people not be so kind to her as she's grown up and uh, and I, I did my best in the short time I had with her to to you know in, infuse her with some uh, some kindness and some love and some uh, some caring and and a sense that she's good enough and she's doing well and keep going, et cetera. But she had a breakdown of sorts just yesterday. And it was around uh, food. She wanted to have a break 10 minutes before the job was over. And her supervisor was suggesting, look, why don't we eat in between the breaks? And I think she had a rebellion towards a supervisor and therefore didn't eat between the breaks. So we have this horrible setup, okay? It's 10 minutes before the end of the job, I wanna eat. Well, why don't you wait 10 minutes? Oh, well, I won't eat it all then. And then by the afternoon, she was nearly fainting. And so that all redounded in her having a big cry and needing a week off in her first week of working. And this person is 23. And it's kind of like, you know, what happens to her next? Because we're still a commercial operation. We can't carry anybody. We need her to be productive. I can't force her to eat. I can't force her to sleep. It's, a, it's quite a frustration to watch people fall by the wayside because of a lack of self-care and self-love, essentially. So I, I think that um, what we're all doing is actually the natural state of being. And I think what's happening outside of this group is the unnatural state of being.
0: Yeah. So there is a fitness that's required for every job. And there's a sense that this being the uh, the unpaid, what what did you call it? The unskilled, that this being an unskilled area, a job that you could just go into with, with no skill whatsoever, which is absolute rubbish, as we found from this call, um, that actually you don't need a fitness to be able to do it either it's it's we've got it all wrong like if there's a fit for life and being fit for life requires you to be fit for work because that's what we're here to do we are here to work and are we prepared to put our put the effort in to be ready to work and to give on both the physical and emotional and energetic clearly level, which is what you have all talked about in the care that you give and you bring to your work. If you're not there, who does that? Who does that job?
2: For sure. But what strikes me is that in doing what we do, I mean, we all live in completely different parts of the world, but um, in doing what we do, it's like something returns. It's like, It's not that anything is sought after, but the feeling I get after cleaning, like I said, and and the feeling of going to work, and then at the end of the day, not feeling exhausted, but just ready for bed, you know, as a a natural course of events. That is amazing to live like that, to have purpose in your day, and, and know that you're making a difference. That is huge and, and there's, you know, no, nothing is going to, I don't know, I don't, even if they paid me a billion pounds an hour, which nobody is, it's not going to actually repay me for this incredible feeling I have.
0: There's a sense of responsibility though, June, because I hear the sense of responsibility that you say because you love your job. I can hear that you prepare when you're tired to go to bed whereas Mm. very often when you're tired I just need some time for me and you might stay out too late to watch television because you're having a bit of time for you rather than going you know what got an early start I'm tired after my day today I'm actually just going to go to bed might not even feel like dinner tonight might feel like some soup rather than a meal that my body has to digest there's a there's a I always feel
2: like dinner (laughs) (laughs)
0: fuel the body fuel the body absolutely but you know if you've got a car and you're not looking after the car it will break down
2: yeah exactly yeah so it's caring not not just for what you're cleaning it's caring for the body to be able to do that too Mm. i i just love it Mm.
0: sounds like medicine to me might well be in the nursing and <laughs> the nursing profession, as so we nurse ourselves to be able to do the work that we do. It's true what
3: you're saying. We do need to nurse. You know, we need to deeply care for ourselves to be able to before we can care for anyone else. We need to deeply care for ourselves. Mm.
0: It's it's that simple. So. Last words from everybody. Um, I think we have had got some amazing taglines today. But what would you say for uh, valuing your cleaners? So let's have something we say to people when they're looking for cleaners, because this isn't. I am denard about whether we should give a list of what you should look for, and I thought no. We might add something to the website, but your your space and your offering now. Is about valuing what your what your cleaner brings, or what you as a cleaner bring to the work that you do, and the fitness that we need. So, what would be, what would you offer to someone who's looking for a cleaner?
2: Well, we recruit all the time, like Michael, and um, for every interview, what I say is, you've got to love what you do and bring the care that's inside you out. Um, That's it in a nutshell.
0: So that's to the cleaner, June. Amazing. Yeah, that's what you'd say to the cleaner.
1: So if you type into Google now how to find a good cleaner, you'll see that the article we wrote on our website comes up at first spot.
2: Oh, I love it.
1: So um, you'll find we've actually analysed this and, and really gone through it. And in that article, there's about 10, 10 issues we outline for what is between a consumer and finding a good cleaner. So if you want to dig into detail, that article's a good read. But the, the thing I'd, I'd say if, if you wanted a, just a, a, a summation, that would be, look, rather than... Approaching looking for a good cleaner from the perspective of I'll give you so many hours and so many dollars to clean my home and you should be thankful for it. Don't come in with that energy.
0: No, that's quite scary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's out there, Lucy. Wow. I'm telling you that is so out there. Maybe you guys are fortunate enough not to be in the um eastern suburbs of Sydney where I am, but there's a lot of that here. Mm. And, and I, I see a, a, a visceral difference when I go into the inner west versus the eastern suburbs. So there's a lot of that here. Um, but what I would say is, why not approach finding a cleaner from the perspective of what you can give rather than what you're looking to get? What can you, you give the cleaner? Why should someone who's exceptional come into your home and, and, and do this for you? What do they get? And if you can, can traverse that, that chasm of being in the body and mind and heart of another human, rather than see them simply as chattel for you to use on an hourly basis for, for cash, as our society really tries to commoditize all humans down to, um, then you'll start finding, finding your way. If you can't do that, read the article and just follow the 10... Instructions there, and you you should be fine.
0: Amazing, Mary Louise. Well,
3: I feel like what's needed is um, just mutual care and respect from both parties. You know that that um, and connection. I think connection is pretty important. You know, like that the that the. Um, the person that's cleaning is able to connect with who they're cleaning for and those that are cleaning, the cleaning, whatever you call them, (laughs) you know, respects and and can connect with the person that's cleaning and and that there's an open communication um, between them, that of what's, you know, what's needed. And yeah, I, I feel like that's super important for both. Mm. it's that open communication and connection
0: yeah it's the very it's the very lowest form of respect isn't it to see yeah. human to human we're all offering a service and um, valuing the service that another is bringing into your life as an equal partner
3: exactly it's the equality i feel like is super important i think it's what michael talked about in the beginning that, that that that's an equality it's not cleaner clean you know the person who you're working for it's it's just an equality
1: between the two
0: mm. down to the fine particles exactly michael
1: I, I think you're spot on there mary louise because when i uh, now cast my mind towards the very successful relationships we have within the company the the, the cleaner and the um customer are in a relationship for years and years and years.
2: Mm. I'm
1: thinking of one, one lady who's been with us for over five years, which is an inordinately long period of time to be with one company in cleaning in Sydney. Um, she has 38 clients she services on a fortnightly basis. She got 38 Christmas presents last mm-hmm. year, you know. Um, another young lady who, uh, who who works for us, um, she walked in and did a $99 clean the customer gave her a hundred dollar cash bonus just to say thank you so these little measures are really important when the cleaner feels cared for you get this reciprocal spiraling upwards and they they literally have a loving relationship it's the holy grail that sense of of love and care because the person's coming into your home like (laughs) it is a big deal you know
3: yeah i agree Mm.
0: i love that thank you very much all three of you for your contributions so much to consider um cleaning with care with love looking after each other in that process and in that relationship down to the fine particles thank you
3: thank you lucy thank you and all enjoyed being with you all
1: Lovely to see you all.